wrap it up. Ain't nobody about Love to make it to stay on the topic tonight. All uh, spring said, I said the same thing that looks like she having fun in a pig. Uh, she may have an over-the-top personality. Wendy Williams is a Jersey girl. She was swag style because really property. Uh, okay. All right. All right. All is over here starting stuff. I said uh, Spring can definitely call in and give their thoughts um, about it. We waiting on you, Spring. Where you at? <laughs> Where you at, Spring? Is you going to call in? Thank you all so very much. If you're there, uh, the number is on the chat. Um, I could post the number on the screen because we don't have any moderators in the house. So I'm going I'm to just post the number in here. Also, too, if you are contributing to the show, uh, you can definitely contribute. It goes right back into uh, the platform. Thank you so very much for your amazing support. I told you to call in, Spring. Because Spring had a lot to say. Call in. If you got something to say, okay? All right? Got a lot of time. Let's see. Let's let's see if Spring will have the courage. Y'all encourage Spring to call in. All right. Wiley said he is going to get the views one way or the other. I say, listen, if you have a lot of stuff to say, I just had a conversation with uh, Nicki Minaj, uh, one of her barbs. They're really really angry at me, and I and I told him to call in. Because I refuse to talk to a person that just want to type it out but don't want to call it out, call in by dialing the number. And, you know, where we can have dialogue. And I feel like if you can doubt, if you can do that, and most people don't call in because, number one, they don't know how to talk. Number two, either they look bad. Number three, um, they can't, you know, they can't ha- have a conversation uh, with me. Number four, they probably uh, are living in a halfway house with a lot of noise. Uh, so that's how it goes with that. Uh, while you must have gotten that 500, you said we can't do one more hour unless you get that $500. No, I didn't get $500, but I got 50 all right? So we we didn't get that, okay? So that's just how that happened. I had to come back uh, actually on. But we thank you all so very much for you all amazing support. We will see you all at the next live. Thank you all so very much. Also, we are almost at 30000 <laughs> We are almost at 30,000 subscribers. Can you believe it? Uh, when we started this show, I remember when we celebrated our 1,000 well, 1, uh, mark, okay? Uh, I called in before. So stop, oh, you didn't call in before. Stop lying. These folks being in a halfway house and having noise and stuff like that and don't, but they will type up a storm, all right? They will type up a storm when it comes to it. All right, thank you all so very much. We're going to be hitting the live back again. We are definitely on a press tour, and, and we would love to interview somebody or, or YouTube content creator. So if you know any YouTube content creators that you feel I should collaborate with, make sure you send me an email at wileyshow at gmail.com. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at wileyshow. Thank you. If you're sending a check or money order, uh, make it out to Marquise Wiley, the P.O. Box, 701122, Dallas, Texas, 75370. That's Dallas, Texas. Uh, that's P.O. Box, 701122, Dallas, Texas. 75370. So if you want to be a blessing to us, you can send it to uh, that P.O. box. We take cash and we t- we, t- we take check or money order. Uh, we want to thank y'all 
so very much. Thank you. All right. We're going to go. And I was, oh, we got a caller. All right. The caller is here. All right. 3476, caller you on the air. How you doing, Molly? Can you hear me? I want to hear you loud in the phone. Or do you have your speakerphone or the headphone? Hold on. Let me take Let me take this. Okay, because I want to make sure I hear you loud. All right, loud Riley, can you hear me now? Ah, uh, yeah, Basha. Yes, I can hear you good. All right. How you doing, Riley? This is Lee. You're well, I'm from New York City. What I was saying in the chat is that it's not about Kendra G's complexion or anything like that, but she just needs to change, like, fix her wig up, you know, make it, like, more natural because every look is not, like, for every girl. And certain yeah. girls of certain colors, yeah, I do believe that. you got to make your look, look look natural. Don't just have it outright because just from looking at her, I could just tell that, you know, I, I don't want to get to laughing, but it, you, you know that. That's like a wig or whatever, but if she maybe she needs a stylist. She's not an ugly person. She just probably needs a stylist, a positive, and just to fix her up. Like that's what basically what I was saying. But Wiley, I hope you're having a great night, a great morning, and uh, shout out, big shout out to the Wiley Show out from my New York City. Hey, oh, you from New York City? You got you sound like you got a lot of static in that phone. This is just this is just for New York City. You still there? Yes. Yeah, so you calling me on your cell phone? Yes, I am, Wowie. Okay, that's better. Are you in a relationship? Uh, yes, I'm recently seeing someone, yes. Do you wear wigs? I'm sorry? Do you wear any wigs? Do you wear wigs? Uh, no, it's just it's all all natural, but I, I really I don't have a issue with people who don't wear them, but, and I wasn't, you know, making fun of her, but she just needs to, to like, just fix it up, and I think that she should be good. So if you were to rate yourself from 1 to 10, what are you? 10 being the best, 1 being the lowest, being ugly? I would definitely say between, I would say a, between an 8 and a 9. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say all the way a 10, but I would say an 8 and a 9. I'm, I would eight? say that. 8 or a yes. 9 with extension? Uh, no, you said if I were to rate. You're saying rate myself personally? Yes, I am, but you wear extensions, so you're not natural. Oh, no. I, I thought you was asking me what would I rate, what, what actually yeah, well, I, what I rate. Myself, myself. I'm to, That's what I would, do you, do, do that's you wear makeup? Said, but do, as do, far as do, extensions, do, no. But do I'm just wear, saying, I don't do have you, an issue do, with people who do have them. I understand that, but do you wear any makeup? Uh, lipstick every once in a while, but definitely no okay. makeup because it definitely would make my face so totally uncomfortable. Because you would have to worry okay. about so much, so, you would have to worry so about the without, summer, so without, sweat. So without, yeah. the, so without the makeup, without the lipstick, what is your number? Ten or one? Ten, to I'm going to have to give it a perfect stuff. 10 because I, I definitely don't wear any type of makeup. It would be lipstick every once in a blue, but definitely no definitely no makeup on the face. Are you on, are you on, are, can you follow me on Instagram so I can see how you look? I actually do have uh, a Twitter if you want to put your, if you want to put your thing in the chat and then I can look at it real quick and actually send you a message because my Twitter does okay. have my name on it so you would know that you're talking to me the same name right here. Yes. All right. I, I my my Twitter account is at Wiley Show. You can send me a message right now. W i l e y s h o w w i l e y s h o w w i l e y s h o w Okay, do, would you, could you put it in, in the chat too? Because I'm going to go on the, the thing chat. and see if I can find it right now. 
I'll put it in the chat. Yes, I did. It's in the chat. Well, I want to see how you look to see what are you. Oh, um, okay, do, do you want me to hang up to get to get on there no, and then I can... No, you don't have to. You can most of the chat. You can, sit, you can look at the chat right now and see. It's the Wiley Show. And you can send me a message. Go to your Twitter right now and just send it to me. Okay. All right, we waiting on her definitely to do that. We want to thank you all so very much for the support, for calling in. And for your support, this is definitely live. Uh, we were on Twitter earlier, and... Um, and someone DM us. So we are here um, for that. We just want to see if she's actually a 10. And so we definitely want to see that. So she says she's going to send us a DM of her looks. That exactly what she said. She's going to send us a DM of her looks. So we definitely want to see uh, how that is going to play. Uh, Spring says, stop attacking black women. What do you mean, what are you? I, it means exactly what it means. Spring, you don't even have a profile picture up, okay? Um, another person said, Wiley, you need to go to sleep. I've been asleep, my love. I just woke up from an amazing nap, all right? I, 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 woke, I woke up from an amazing nap, so, yes, I've, I've, been, I've been asleep, okay? I woke up from an amazing nap. So if you got anything to say, I woke up from an amazing nap. All right? So you can say what you want to say. I woke up from an amazing nap. That's what happened. So if you got something to say, I woke up from an amazing nap. Thank you all so very much for the support. Um, so I'm, I'm looking. Okay. See if she's a 10. Um, well, I rate myself honestly a lot of things. I rate myself a solid five. And the reason why I rate myself a solid five because I gain weight and I have an eye problem, a cock eye. But if I were to get a body, uh, I would say I would be a six. And if I were to get my eye fixed, I would be a solid eight and a half. So I'm definitely going to rate, because I'm not like everybody else, so I'm a 10, I'm a 10, I'm a 10. I'm just uh, going to give my opinion about it all. So I'm going to say a solid five. And you see, I was up, up, up. I was honest about it because um, you asked me a question, and I answered that. And SQ said, I'm a five, too. Uh, someone said, I knew he was asleep yesterday. When he didn't make the line, yes, I was sleeping. I had a thing in that. I was tired um, and everything like that. Uh, so we're definitely going to have that and, and have that. Your date is asking a question. Your eye is not the problem. That's you. Well, again, Mel, I just gave you an answer. And, and she asked me a question, and I answered it. She asked me a question, and I answered it. Ma'am, are you there? You still on the phone? I'm still waiting on it. Is it on the phone? Okay, Wiley. Yes, ma'am. Okay, you still there. So what do I do next? Because what I did right now, I just followed you. So do you want me to send you a message in your box? Yes, send me a message. Yeah, send me a message so I can see you. Okay, send a message in the box. Okay, hold on one second. All right, we are waiting on on that to see uh, how she looks. He said, uh, acting like he got uh, stopped. 
Alrighty, that I might. Okay, here we go. I was right about that. Five, absolutely. I appreciate you answering. Well, thank you. I'm gonna. I will answer your questions, and this is this is what we do over here. Um, this is what we do over here at the Wildy Show. We answer very tough, 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 tough questions. This is what we do. Okay. Um, so if people don't like it, I understand. But this is what we do over here. Okay. People don't like it, but we keep it real over here. And I don't know what's taking us so long to send a message. All right. We just wait on her. I want to see that she said she was a solid 10. That's what she said. She said, I am a solid 10. So we're trying to figure that out. Uh, that's why I was saying your eyes, you, is the way it is. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I can't see how you look, Char. Step asking, not for you, her. Oh, wow. Miss Attitude. Wow. Whole account is she swooping, do Jesus fix it, and that woman try to create a whole fake profile. <laughs> Nobody has to see that, but he. <laughs> Now she create a fake. Now she in that create a fake profile. Wow. <laughs> oh man. So one of the barbs speaking about Twitter. I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna go because she ain't got no account. One of the barbs said, "Wiley, I like you, but leave Nicki Minaj alone. Today is her birthday." Don't be an a-hole. Act like a human being and not a troll. This is a very this this, this is a very sexist tweet. Did you tweet this about Eminem? Did you tweet this about Two Chains? Did you tweet this about Jay Z or Nas? No, you didn't. So stop it. That's what that's what was said. Okay. We went on her to send a picture. Okay. Whenever she send a picture, we want her to send a picture. Okay, I understand that. Send a picture. Oh, this. <laughs> oh no, no, sis. Is you back on, sis? No, sis. Are you back on? <laughs> no, for for what I'm looking at, ma'am, you are a solid. You're a solid five. Is you there, ma'am? You are solid five. Oh no, sis. You got no tears. No, did you lie? You wear eyelashes. You do wear makeup. You have a lot of weave, and um, no, you're about a, you're about a solid five. You are not a ten. No, no ma'am, no ma'am, no ma'am, no ma'am, no ma'am, no, no ma'am. Um, absolutely not. You are not a a a a ten. I'm look I'm looking at that picture right now. Definitely not a ten at all. No. You're not a 10. 
Absolutely not. Well, that's good to say that, but in reality, you're not a 10. All right? I don't know if she's still there. Absolutely. Oh, no, no, no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Mm-mm. No, so I'm I'm looking at the picture. Is she still on the line? Ma'am? I think she got me on mute. <sighs> no, absolutely not. Um mm-mm. the reason why I say that because I'm looking at her picture. She's a solid five, you know what I'm saying, and and um and I'm just and I'm just being honest, just being honest. I'm just being honest. She's a solid five. Uh, let the bruises go. If y'all want to see it, y'all have to join members only. Uh, Wiley said, uh, "No, man, somebody." The line to you, like we will decide on the members only, and for uh, Patreon. Now you're wrong. No, I'm just giving my pounds. I'm wrong. I have I'm wrong. I'm giving my honest assessment, ma'am. Do you want to call in? I'm giving my honest assessment. So she showed me the picture. Okay. Um. Thank you all so very much. Yeah. Um, solid five. Thank you all. We will see y'all in the next episode. Make sure y'all comment and subscribe. We're getting close to the goal, so make sure y'all contribute to the show. Thank y'all so very much. Wally, I can't spell. You are wrong for this. Wally, I'm not going to make Wally off our picture. Um, get in my bonus today. You could, uh, get, okay, thank you, Tracy. Stuff like that. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I'm in the gym right now, getting this body right for you. Okay, and I'm definitely, definitely want to put you um, on the show. We want to talk to single, um, to single people, and I think you're definitely on the top list. So I might even do like a YouTube or like dating show, and I would like you to be on the dating show, okay? Because you like them tall and dark skin, so you know. So I'm, I'm gonna get my eye fixed. You know, that might scare you and everything like that. Okay. <laughs> ah, all right. Um, I, I'm trying to get her back on. Is she there? Did you hear Billy is going to LA for the trial? We trying to get to the trial. Did y'all donate? Lisa, are you there? We try to get to the trial too. Well, you have to give the half of what you made off of a photo. Did you hear Millie you're going? To, yeah. So, you know, we we um. <laughs> she said she was. No, you ain't. You ain't seeing. Okay. Absolutely not. You you can stop with that. Okay. Thank you so very much. Uh, we're talking about the Tory Lane trial right now. We have. Right now, we need $4,635 is what we need uh, for for that. She's looking out the window with tears. Well, the, <laughs> we, 
But thank you all so very much. Uh, let me drop the members only link in here. And then we're going to go. Because I have to do another live today. So I just wanted to hear y'all thoughts really quickly. I want to say, you know, thank you to the producers. Y'all have definitely came through uh, for us today. And I, I appreciate that. So let me see. Drop that link in here. So if anybody trying to join, the members can join. All right, here we go. Anybody trying to join that, I will definitely drop that in the chat. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, spring by spring. Okay. Um, so yeah, I definitely seen that. You know, oh, she sent me another. Now, this picture is nice, real nice. Mm. Picture is real nice. Okay. I think that was as a bad picture. Okay, give us. I give us six and a half. Yeah, I give us six and a half. All right, thank y'all so very much. We will see y'all in another live. Okay. Thank y'all so very much for the support, um, and thank you so very much for um, this replay. We will see y'all in the next live. Let me see, I can download it on here.
Initially, I was like, you know, this is this is poking fun at me. Um, but to be honest, and what you don't know, and maybe your listeners don't know, is that I've always, you know, felt like I was an Avenger. Wow. I literally felt that way. I was like, give me the bodysuit, watch my hair turn into whatever it needs to be, move over Scarlet. I'm here. I'm an Avenger. And it's it's not about, you know, poking fun or anything. I've embraced it and I love it actually because it's the truth of who I am. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I get to know you. I'm visiting the new church in Atlanta. Um I hadn't planned to, to visit. I didn't want to visit, but it was just not the right time to visit. Mm-hmm. But your husband called me and already said, I want you to be there. So I'm thinking that you call. And but I heard him say I want you to be able to come. I said, okay, I'm going to come. And I absolutely enjoyed myself. I enjoyed the message that John preached. I like the approach about re-presenting Jesus in a way where people can understand and relate. I thought it was a brilliant approach to the text, and it was in keeping with the text. And then the overall energy that was in the church, the excitement. So when we got to that, and I was sitting there waiting, you came in. Because uh, what's the guy man? Not Tyree. He was mm-hmm. in there getting crass up John. So we were sitting, and you were sitting right across, and your kids started coming. I started watching you how you move. Yeah. I said, this is a whole adventure. I mean, in every way, you are like the the superpower of your family. Without you, I don't know if John will be able to stand and do what he do every Sunday. You know what? I, I 
think I'm very sure of who God has made me, even though we're continuously evolving, we're continuously learning ourselves. I think I know my position, and it's not one of weakness, it's one of strength to know who you actually are. Um, and when things are easy, it's easy to function, right? You're not special because you can function at ease. You're not special because um, bills are paid and you can you can cite all the resources and you can see it, everything through. You are special when you don't see a way around it. You're special when you don't understand what's happening. You're special when you um, get the opportunity to see who you actually are in the trenches. Because everybody can fly high in the mountains, but it's when you're in the valley that you get to actually know who you are. And uh, I've been through some things through childhood up into this moment, up into, you know, adulthood. I didn't know who I would be joined to. I didn't know if I would be married and have kids, have kids. I did, you know, I aspired to do that. I didn't know who. John isn't like anybody I thought I would marry. Um, so when God, um, I feel like, joined us together, I was like, what's happening? Because I didn't understand it. And I have to be honest because I'm the most non-first lady you will meet. You know, I mean, we've got a new one in Shawnee. But with me, and that's not a knock. It's just, you know, who she is. And it doesn't seem like that. But I think it's what God, what God is doing in this moment um, is showing you the truth of people. Because pastors have, you know, elevated themselves above the people. We're just people. And the people have elevated the pastors above them. I think sometimes we want a, we want a master. And we also want the illusion of perfection, mm -hmm. you know. You said that you've been through some things. Now, there has to be a space that your strength comes from prior to us getting to know. You really came to know you in the last five, six years. Mm -hmm. you, I mean, you guys became a, you are a social media sensation. I mean, if you mention you, you guys' name, if you are in the work that I do, people come to see what we think about these people. Yeah. They are totally different yeah. than everything we've seen in past of the first lady. So what is it that prepares you? What if you went through that made you be strong as you are? Let me tell you, um, there, there, are, there are a few things. But if I can go back to one in particular, um, I was in school at FAMU. Um, I was a freshman, and my mother um, had a fall at church. She had three aneurysms, two in her head, two ruptures, one bubbling, three in her head. Uh, she was supposed to die. I was 18 years old, and um, I woke up one morning to my aunt on the phone saying, hey, I need you to get everything you can. I'm about to pick you up. You got to go home. I didn't understand what was happening, so I told her, um, you know, what's happening. She said, your mom is sick. She's really sick, but I was out in the car. I didn't know at that point what an aneurysm was, but she shared with me my mom had three, two ruptures, one bubbling, and that people don't make it with one. So in so many words, your mother's dying, so we're going home because this is what's about to happen. Um, the truth is, is that she didn't die. She made it. Um, but I didn't know that was going to happen. 
So everything that I had known about church, I could sing all of the songs, I could recite the scriptures, but that was my deeper level in God moment where I was like, okay, my mother's a great person. What did she do to deserve this? And I don't know what I'm going to do without her. So God, if you don't show up, me and you, we're going to have a problem. And that's how I was talking to him. And God was like, I like that because everything isn't always, oh, thou art. And no, God wants a real conversation. He wants, because he already knows you anyway. So pretending for him and your prayers and how you interact with people, it doesn't move the needle with him because he knows the truth about you. So I feel like um, in that moment, I learned exactly who I was, exactly who I was not. I was going to pray. I was going to stay on my knees until he answered me. And even if the answer wasn't the one I wanted, I was going to get attention, the attention of heaven. So in that moment when she was, you know, passing and they said, well, if she does make it, she'll be a vegetable. She won't talk. She won't walk. She won't speak again. She won't even know you. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll, it's going to be hard. So I need you to make peace with either a dead mother or a mother who won't recognize you again. And so my heart dropped. I'm like, what is happening? Why me? Why this? And why now? And so all of those questions got answered in in a moment. My mom, um, her surgeon was an atheist. Isn't that great? Um, He was like, whatever it is that you all do. In his words, he was trying to say, if you're going to pray, if you're going to pray for her or whatever you do, do that because I cannot start the surgery tonight. I need fresh hands, fresh eyes. And I'm exhausted after multiple surgeries. I need, you know, God. You believe in God, okay, keep her through the night. And in the morning at five, I get started. It'll be eight or so hours. I'll do what I can. He said, and I'm going to be honest, I've only dealt with one. I've never dealt with three. So everything was just like, yes, everything was leaning towards doom. I'm not going to have her. She's dying. This is it for me. I don't know what's next. And the relationship with my father, I love my dad, but I don't, I didn't know him well because all throughout my life, here's where the abandonment issues come in. He was away. He would work in, in Jersey, you know, on the Lincoln and Harlem tunnels, and he was um, a foreman. And then after that, he drove long distance. So I didn't have the everyday dad relationship, even though they've been married for 53 years. Probably my mom says the reason why they are still married is because he wasn't there all the time. Sometimes it's just painful, hard It does. It does. And in all that, if I can, because I can be long-winded, um, I watched. I watched all of the elements line up, and I said, "Okay, God, you're you're drawing a distinction between the little girl avatar Monique and the woman I'm becoming." So he was like, "You're a warrior." And I and I and this is what I'm showing you that you are. So I started encouraging my family about what we were about to experience. And the truth is, is that mommy went through that for other people. Like I feel like my pain, I, I'm it's for other people. What I've seen, what I've lived, is for other people. It's never for you. Isn't it? Success isn't about you. You are the way you uh, see things isn't about you. It's about the God in you or the light that's connected to you. And the you contribution you're supposed to make to the community. Yeah. A lot of times comes out of your, your, your pain. Yeah. But when people hear and see and yeah. notice your pain, they see strength. So that's yeah. the reason why I look at you. I see the original sound line that your mom was your example of. Oh, 
great stress. The best strength I've ever seen is when people ask about heroes and people that you, you know, you honor and that you look up to. I, I, I only see her. Like, I see her. I love, you know, the Oprah's of the world. I love all of these different people, but it's my mother because I've seen her live it in the house that I, you know, you know I grew up in. Really, I can tell you what, I have a very, very, very strong mom. My grandma, her mom is even more strong, stronger, it's phenomenal. And then her mom, I've had the criticism on her as well. And all of the women I know that have looked to their mom for their strength are like super master moms, like you said. Another thing that was more impactful when I came to Relentless, and I watched how your children responded to you. There's one thing for you to mean, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's another thing for your, your child to read your energy and, and follow your energy. Yeah. The response of your children was, yes, now, no, ma'am, what, mom? I could tell that they were parented and mothers. Where think. Yes. Yeah, because they're not learning. They didn't have to be here. So I don't know why parents, like, of course you get anxious and you get tired and all of that. But these little humans you're in charge of, like, they're looking to you for answers. They're looking to you for everything. That's what we should be doing to the God we serve. Like, we're his kids and we're out here running, you know, rampant and doing the most and everything. And he's like, I'm here, I got you. And if we would just embrace that, that when I look at for and in theory, um, I realize and I recognize that that my platform is with them. If I lose with them, I don't care about everybody else. Like, I'm telling you, it's for them. Oh my God! If, if I if I lose the platform, that's mine. The heart and in the mind of my children, mm-hmm. it does not matter about this platform. I don't, I don't care about everybody else. If I lose with them, I lose. God is expecting me to be mom to them. I'm not Pastor Ab, not, you know, Aventure, Avon Filter, not Aventure on Book of John Ray, not the Aventure that people think they know. I need for my children to be proud of me. And I also want God to be proud of me because he entrusted me with them. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, we're seeing the, the, the source of the strength. This is not fake. Oh, no. Right? It's very real. Yeah, and it's real to me. It's, it's, very, it's, it's amazing to me. That, that hits me as a parent, you know, because we, we, and our work, we talk about the hour of looking at us, mm-hmm. but we have children and how they view us and experience us mm-hmm. and what they say about us. Mm-hmm. That's what matters more yeah. than anything. It's a stranger commenting versus the child you birth, yeah. you know, and how they see you. Yeah. And I had to go to that. I'm not saying I was always there, because I wasn't. When we first started, I was popping off at every comment because I need you to understand. You don't know me. You think you do. You don't know me. Okay, all of this and all of that.
the more uh, strange and crazy lies they reach for. Oh, yeah. Because there's nothing else to, to pull from. Yeah. And, I, and I have to say, Larry, this is an appreciation because at first I was like, God's like, what is it? Why, why is he riding the family or what that kind of thing? And then I also saw God doing something in you. I saw a shift and it was informative and it's becoming very positive. And you talk about what's already being talked about versus like, you know, the, the digging aspect. And, and if, if I can be completely honest, it was just kind of like whatever the first thing was. I'm like, why do people get to be anonymous? If you bold and you're standing on what you say, baby, put your name on it. I'm going to put mine on mine. Thank you. 
church to show up. Yeah. And it began to be my niche. And that show was very interesting to me. The preacher show, yeah. was, to me, was very interesting. I love that show. I did not like the name. Yeah. I, I love the show um, because we had four black men who happened to be preachers, but they're men first with intellectual abilities to see life through, you know, objectivity, perspective, beyond the pulpit. Yeah. So I didn't like the name preacher because it's already, you know, sends a message to people to click buy it because you think you're going to get preached to. It was actually a very amazing show of four men, all flawed, you know, in whatever regard they were in, but it was strong and powerful because we had never seen it that way. And the guy at the time, Roger Ailes, I think Bob Ailes, was the one who was really um, pushing for it, and he passed away um, towards the end of it. They were using the girls from the real set. At the time, they were on vacation, so that's the set they were using. And it was beautiful. I love every bit of it. Absolutely. It was a great, great show. It was a great show. It had to be on Fox. Yeah. You know, it, 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 did, it did numbers. It did great things. But I think that God's timing is everything, and I feel like it ran the summer it was supposed to run. And if there was a revisitation of it, it would look differently and be called something different. But it was a great show. It really was a great show. I somebody need to, uh, to really maybe rebrand and try that again. Maybe not see things on stream. Yeah, give it, give it another name. Yeah, but that's when, I, when he began to set out to me. I didn't find out later that he could say that he did comedy. I didn't find out all of that later on. Yeah, it was all that, all that stuff. But see, how I met it was he was helping the youth at New Birth. and 
while I'm doing either of these, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll embrace that. I was like, God, you don't have to come sit on my bed and tell me that person is the one because I'm not for it right now. I'm just really tired and Okay, um, John is um, he's extra. I think we all know that. Um, but he asked me in the hallway. I had choreographed a piece to uh, Vanessa Bell Armstrong's "Nobody But Jesus," and um, that particular piece set off literally the church. Holy Spirit was bananas in New Birth. Um, the dancers got had, like everybody and Bishop. He ended up not preaching. The message that Sunday was a dance. And it came from, from my heart. I sat with it, choreographed it, worked on it. So in the hallway after that, you know, because again it was we worked there and he said, Hey, um, let me ask you a question about that dance. He was like, You dance with such passion. What is that? Like where did that come from? I was like, You don't want to know about that dance. You not sir. <laughs> and so, so he was like, no, 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 for real, for real. Tell me, tell me, because you know, I walk by and I watch you with the kids and I watch you with the adults and teaching that thing. Where did that come from? And I told him, I was like, I've been dancing since I was three. I was dancing at a little session. My mom said, somebody said, put her in dance. She put me in dance, and here we are. You know, um, and I love it. It's very much a part of who I am. But he's like, okay. So I shared it with him. He said, can I borrow your phone? So I gave him my phone. Child. He called himself. So he's, you know, so my number would show up. Yeah. And he was like, hey, this is Wifey's phone to his own voicemail. Oh, and then he gave my phone back. I was like, so you stole my phone number? He was like, yeah, I'd just like to talk more about the band. I was like, okay. Child. So I took my phone and kept it moving, you know. And we, that's how it happened. So later that evening, he texted and asked if I could speak. I said, okay. And then he waited a couple of hours. I was like, either you're going to call or I'm going to bed because I have patients to see in the morning. So he called and we ended up talking for a really long time that night. I was so tired. It was like, God, let me make the right decision. I want you to know about it today. So um, it, that's how it started. And it was a friendship. To be honest, Larry, he, he was single. He was not just with the youth, but he was a single minister as well. And I was that's all I want to do. There were multiple of them and and beyond. And so I was like, oh, it'd be nice if he get married to somebody. I was picking them out too. I was like, we ever asked grandma telling me she's not what about her? You know, that kind of thing. So when you say first date, he was my friend. Because he was traveling in and out of New birth as well. He was at that time heavy on comedy. Yeah. Before he embraced the pastoral side. So um, which is the trick of God is because I was like, who who's gonna marry a pastor? Me? Yeah. Adam gonna drop it when I hear Beyonce. Got the tattoos. You know, uh, you do for real or you playing? Like what is happening right now? Like I love God and all that, but God also loves the me that he created. So I didn't want to shift that. I'm not shifting that. One of the questions that
we are leading a church like I've been pastoring all my life with my life. I didn't know that's what it was. So I was the one at school. If I had the extra quarter for my friends, I would I would be the one to get in trouble. Mom would be like, where's your allowance? I'd be like, well, I shared it. She like, she told my dad that's just who she is. Like I would be getting in trouble because I would come home. She's like, you had money for the week. Where's your money? And I would share it, you know. And then, you know, the heart that just was natural to just kind of embrace people and love on people, it was always there and it would always get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, people would take that for granted. Well, see, that same thing happened with me. And what I want, um, Karen and son named Karen Taylor, in 2018, I was with her for a period of months for a counselor. I'm the exact same way. Yeah. Um, but what I have learned, and if I be 100% honest, um, I'm almost 80% at creating boundaries. Yeah. Sometimes I still have to It's hard. Yeah, because I I don't cook, I don't have boundaries to work that I should. Yeah. But I've recently had to learn some hard lessons. To implement them. Yes. Yeah. To implement them now. And protect your heart. I like it. Not just him. Is that how you want to be known as John Gray's wife? Um, I happen to be John Gray's wife, but I'm Adam's her first. I'm a woman first before I'm a mom. I'm a woman first before I'm a wife. I'm a woman, a human being who has feelings, who has a heart, who cries and who yells and who screams and who laughs and who does everything like everybody else. I think that people mistake the fact that you lead a church that you're you're somehow immortal like you're somehow you know immune to those things i i have feelings like everybody else and what i've come to realize about me is that i had to learn i said god if 
apparently this is what you wanted for me. So we have to embrace mm-hmm. that. I I happen to be John Gray's wife, but I have to remind myself that I'm Avenger and I was Avenger first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And who Avenger Monique is, is a girl who was born and raised in Dover, Alabama with about 16 or so thousand people. I'm from Alabama. I have a farm. You know, uh, I was raised with cows, chickens, and the collard green patch. You understand what I'm saying? That's right over the state line because I'm in what's called the Panhandle. So you're 15 minutes from Florida, 20 from Georgia, whichever way you go. And I'm just a country girl who, who loves God and loves people. And it's like, where does she come from? He, even John gave me that word as exotic. I said, you better know it. There's nobody like me anywhere. And that's not conceit. That's not arrogance. That's not pride. I said, you want to, people want to know where strength comes from. You don't have to ask God about me. You think I didn't want to get up out of the bed, but somehow I got up. Had two, four little feet, four little eyes, but waiting to see what mommy was going to do. When the controversy first hit, this is the first story I, I covered. Everybody was going crazy because of the love or the admiration or the honor that he decided to show you at the end of the marriage. And I would lie, and this is how the, the person that doesn't want to remain, <laughs> remain nameless found me because I said, I was married almost 20 years. There ain't no way in hell after eight years that I'm going to go by this expensive compliment after you and yourself. That's just what I said. I said he done did something and he feel guilty and you know he got a good woman, so he is going to get a car to let her know, you know, what she like, you know, what she loves. And I was serious when I said it. Of course, I was making lighter. And that's when I received a call from the girl who was, I'm going to say her name. I, I promise that I will never say her name, but I'm going to say her name. Let me know. 
know that there was some kind of relationship or some kind of feeling. I did not know, having a contact with you, did not know what you do and did not know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what in the world is this woman like this with this chick? And he married. So I came live and I talked about the car and I said, now this is what I found out. And she still wasn't dealing with me open. So mm-hmm. then the next time I talked about it, by this time she came on and she talked eventually. And then the other lady, the 27, was talking. You know, it was thing after thing after thing. Let me clarify something about my vehicle. So one of our connectivity points was hard from the beginning. Um, my dad and I, that was our love language. So he taught me about cars at an early age. I started driving at nine. Don't judge, you know, my parents. I was driving in the country on the dirt roads, you know. I love driving. I love cars. Like, that's a hobby for me. So I can tell you the year of a car based on the body or the lights and the years that it changed. Like, every four years, you get a new body style or every three based on who's the brand of the car. So when we started conversing, we would talk about cars all the time. That was cars, and it was songs, um, artists, you know, those were those were conversation pieces for us. We're low-key car dealers. Like, we love, we know when the appreciation, the appreciation is on here, flip out of that one, get another one. You know, that's just, I've had, and if I can be honest, for, I think this first time I've ever said this publicly is that I've had more cars than years here. Mm-hmm. Y'all just all the the urban. You hear you think it's doing the people you can't feel that no. Urban was um breaking out their new SUV. Mm-hmm. It had crackers, car seats, like it was it was just a car. Mm-hmm. But people took it to level it didn't cost much more than a random Range Rover, but the name just sent people to a place and the car was ordered earlier that year because it was going to take the year to make. We were invited to cover some players for the NBA um, All-Star that year, earlier in the year. And in the lobby of that hotel, they were sharing this car. So I went and built it that day on faith. That's number one, because I knew it was an expensive car. I was like, oh, let's go design this car. He was like, for real? You know, and I guess he was behind the scenes building. And given you had to give some little deposit, yeah, some little deposit, and he was like, if I can't afford it when it's done, you know, we won't get it. You know, I mean, and we always operated on faith like that. He told me the night he proposed to me, he was like, he won't have with me. Sometimes we'll have faith. I mean, sometimes we'll have money, sometimes we won't. You know, sometimes we'll know what we're doing, sometimes we won't. I say yes to that, but I fall at it because I'm a planner. I like to to plan and to see ahead, so he stretched my faith, and then I had kind of reined him in with all of the adventure, and so we make each, you know, we kind of be in the middle. There's a happy medium there. So when people kept saying an apology car, I was like, I mean, I have received from the car being built in January, February, top of February, in the same year of the renewal and all of that kind of stuff. So. Um, when you talk about this particular person, um, she was somebody from home, and it was, and we do have the savior mentality sometimes. Mm-hmm. So we have given my exes, the, you know, cash out five hundred or two hundred. Hey, this, you know, her and her daughter does a, a you want, a, yeah, I'll send it, or you send it from my phone, whatever. So I participated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that. If you get that, how are you doing? And the answer is, 
to be on my nerves and you start getting that little wedge issue happening, that's how that happens. Maliciously, no. There are psychological and physiological stimulus, stimuli that happen. You don't know when they're going to occur. You don't have the language for it, and you don't have control over when they come up and when they pop up. What happens is in a, in a marriage is that the worst part of you is going to come out because you're in community with somebody. Did I see that coming? No. Did he see it coming? No. But when you have a suppression of if you weren't the most popular at a point, if you weren't the one who was sought after, when that comes up and you're not ready, then that's going to be a road that you head down. I did not know that's what it was at first, but that first amount. That's what you do. You know, you're like, I'm sorry, what is happening right now? Was that first occurrence with Portia? Were you like, I'm out, or were you like, hey, that's one that's uh, after you? Yeah, because I knew that there was a say. Like, I don't understand. And, and you know, for people, it's to each and all. But, um, for me, if you were going to exchange body fluids, I'm done. Like, I'm not. I can't, and you might be able to do that. It is harder when you think that somebody has your ear because that's more emotional. There's that emotional attachment. It's like, ooh, wait, wait a minute. Am I not doing something? I'm like, this is the part where I take ownership. When I had my son, my husband was isolated. He was over there, and me and my baby were over here. You're wrong. You're wrong. You can take care of yourself between six me. He needs me. He needs all of me because he's new. And so I had to apologize to my husband for not being the present wife he needed when I first had my son. And I needed to put that in check and get that in balance. So I'm pretty sure I wasn't meeting the needs that he had the way he needed me to when I first had my baby because it was all about him. He was the one that needed every part of me. And so... With, with that situation, I'm like, I knew all about that. Everybody's taking it out of context and everything. But when he opened the door to start saying little stuff about me, some of it, yes, but some of it embellished, you know. Because mm-hmm. I asked you specifically, you could tell me the truth. It's up to me what I do with it. Um, you know, all of the stuff that the friend was saying. Because, you know, I heard some of it, some of it I didn't because I needed to protect my peace. Um, from that point, I was just like, I don't recognize who they're talking about because they can't be talking about me because I know that that's not what's happening here. But if you needed to allow yourself to say that and feel better about what you were doing in the moment, okay, you know, we're having a real, real conversation. But no, the add-on, yeah, no. And I think, and, and you know, I'm not going to call the girl thirsty. I really have prayed for her, whoever else in this vein who whatever they do, I don't have no judgment. I hope you get healed from whatever it is you're at a deficit in. Um right, so that's what's up I see the approach for that. Then the lady that the Stella Awards, um, I don't know if you remember that, but she has this T shirt and pictures of all of that in her room that went on I guess just talking out of it was right after that when I was allowed to talk about that. So he had a flight and this person who knew a mutual friend of ours who was her main was, he was leaving out, the person was coming in yeah. to that same place. Yeah. And so what he left in there was what he left in there. So, of course, it's popping. Right. So, look, uh, look. Yeah, because it's, it's exciting. You know, people people love that kind of stuff. He was leaving out the hours of the 
warning that person coming into that same room that belongs to somebody else. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's so many layers that I don't, I don't want to do the details thing right. because I, I actually don't care. Like, what was your conversation? Like, for a woman who's watching who has the same situation, that's bad. Let's just say this. Your situation is not as bad as most, what a lot of women have to be Tell them that. 
that they will play and that they will be heroes and everything. Neil's coming in there to shift the culture in his entire speech. I fucking love it. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. Every time I hear him speak to his team, I enjoy it. He holds people accountable. He said, we're not wearing hats and meetings. We're not wearing earrings and meetings. We're not wearing phones. We're not wearing our, we're not wearing our current phones into these meetings. And it's like, he, because I think everybody sees him on, on film having the time of his life and everything like that, him being iced out and his thing being prime and the personality that he has, I think people don't understand. He's holding motherfuckers accountable. Like, do you think the quarterback for Deion Sanders team is ever going to have fuck Utah on their fingernails? Never. He would fucking, hey. And that is something that gets lost in the whole Deion Sanders conversation. It's like, he holds people accountable. Why do you think they were undefeated? And the swag, why do you think he was able to get these people in there? Because the parents of these kids love that he's going to transform them into men. It feels like he wants to do. And there's accountability. I think that is something that's not happening at USC. Like, you know, and I, I'm not, not, I don't want to bury my kids, obviously. I hold everywhere. It's harder everywhere, though. I think that's harder for every college coach because they have to walk around and show them. They're worried that, hey, if I, if I don't play this person about plays this game, they're going to have a transfer portal. That's what, when you talk to college coaches, they're all worried about this. Like, hey, how do we hold them accountable? How do we coach? How do we find ways to connect to these guys? And the young guy has an old school way that they're going about. And to be clear, I think Caleb Williams is very good at football. Very good at football. I just, that whole thing, and I like people that talk shit. I love people that talk shit. But just like, that seems to just be a dumb move. Like, that's just like, is the pop worth the sweets? You know, like, is, the two, is it really, who? Thomas showed him too much respect. I feel like, man, why are you thinking about that so much? Yeah. Well, not, it's not like that, but like, who's saying, yeah, it's awesome. Him? Yeah. Is that yeah. Him a player player? I don't think anybody's like, oh, that's awesome. Fuck you. What if he showed you that? What if he showed you that, like, the early pregame, he's going out, he's like, hey, man, check this out. What would you say? Oh, dude, that's so cool. Am I his teammate? Am I his teammate? Yeah, there's a yeah, quarterback right before we play the fucking basketball championship. I'm definitely asking him. Oh, yeah, go get it. Hey, that's awesome, dude. Now, you're going to have to have a good game. Hey, you're going to have to have a good game with that. I'm sorry, he's pumped. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. But I don't think there's a lot of people that that's awesome. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, he is talented. He's a fucking ball player. Yeah, he's a magician. Superman's a good thing already. He's a fucking magician, that guy. And isn't there a difference like, between letting guys be themselves and letting them be themselves like, within the coach's culture of it? And that's like kind of the difference between Dion and Wayne. Like, it's tough if you're going to Heisman and yeah. with the guy from the other school. You, there's a lot of, he has a lot of power out of this in Taylor, though. Yeah. And we all just wish like some of it. Like, so much. Yeah. Got a huge move. Yeah, in the LOL, the messed up right. and crying, and then. He says that, well, the reason why I said LOL is that because everybody attacks me for crying. And then they say, the fact, well, also everybody, I think, I think the hurt, you being hurt playing and how you played. And then also have fuck Utah on your, on your fingernails. Yeah. That leads to a lot of people being able to say, like, oh, fuck this guy. And if you're talking, you're a heel. He's a heel. So you need to just, like, maybe he's oh, accepts it too. Yeah. Maybe he just, yeah. maybe he just accepts love you and heel. He's a heel. He's a fucking yeah. heel, for sure. And like you said, he is so entertaining. So cool. And what he needed from me when I had my baby and I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're saying the conversation in the background, it was just like, what exactly is happening? Why do you feel the need that you have to communicate? Right. Because what happens is you feel betrayed. Yeah, it, 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 it hurts. You know, you're drawing stuff, you're slipping all out because you think everything is good. Because I'm like, you said a lot of stuff 
mean, the people that seem great, that's the truth. But this is also the truth. There's a little boy who needs to reconcile the four-year-old, the 16-year-old, all of the places where he was broken and hurting, because all of that comes into the marriage with you. Everything that I thought I knew good is still that. But there's also places, again, you have neural pathways, you have this mental instability in the regard of how you were raised. You've got that stigma attached of church boys. So you live up to an expectation of church boys based on how you were raised, right? So you get older and you try to distance yourself from it, but there's that distance between the suppression of the actual you and the one that God is calling you to. And so whoever is there, your children, your mother, your wife, your spouse, your husband, whoever it is, they're going to get the brunt of that. And so that's what I've experienced. And for me, it's been my decision to stand by my husband, so I'm not letting anymore. So go, oh, my God. Uh, I, I mean, I, I snapped. That's where I want to go. This don't say the girl from don't. I see come in the room and Oh, it hurt me to my soul. 
comes out and levels like this and all of that kind of stuff, it is distorted for the yeah. world to bring judgment to your home when your house is on display and everything like that. I don't know if I have to perform, but whatever I said that caused you pain and your husband and your children pain, I'm so sorry for that because I did not know how to do this job and I had to learn how to do it and I know that, but that was in the middle of me learning how to do it. Yeah, I felt like, because I have to tell you, I was so upset with you. (laughs) I was so upset with you. I didn't want to hear your name, any of that. But the truth is, with my husband and I talked one night, he's like, you know what, I thank God for him. And that's kind of what turned it. He was like, because I don't know where I would have ended up if I didn't get like this. And he's like, even though most of it is fallacious and it's embellished for whatever, he said the part that is true is that I was talking and I shouldn't have been. And I was making promises and I shouldn't have been. And all of that kind of stuff. He said, regardless of how, it needed to happen. It needed to happen. And so, yes, I was like, gosh, you know, I have kids. Does anybody care? Does anybody care that, you know, X, Y, and Z? It wasn't about hiding. It's about, like, nobody wants their life to publicize for the world and everybody to critique it, especially when you can't control. Like, nobody cares about the adjustment in the story. Nobody cares about the truth. They care about the part that where's the tea. And you know, you know when, I, when I went back into the store to talk to you and count off camera and having a couple of conversations, and I came back to say the update and what happened, you know, and explain what part was true, what parts were not, you know, social level and this or standing however, and being embellished and however. I watch my audience. I don't know if there are people who just come through or with my audience. Yeah. Turn on me. You know, they're like, uh-uh, you have to leave it. I'm like, oh, man, what the hell? If somebody say I'm sorry, and then they change the way, are we just supposed to continue to do that? That's what this last thing that another blogger covered. And when I covered it, I, I covered it differently than what I did before because I have more information. And I'm, I know how to do my job now. I can give you the funny. I can give you the solution if it's true. You know, I do comedy with it without killing somebody. Yeah. You know, you know, I don't know what that thirst and that appetite is to see people hurting is for us as people. We got to check that in ourselves. So for me, um, I'm not interested in what people think about me as much as I care that for and to, to think what they think about me and God. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need my children to say, to be like, mommy was Proverbs 31. She she held it down. Um, she popped off, but she also brought a baby. How does it the two of us that I don't think they know too much. Yeah. I think now it makes me nervous because they're they're all they're able to take one and see, but the truth is that he's ready to address them. You know, God is prepared and therapy and counseling is prepared for where people miss it. Some of the most amazing people have terrible stories. I mean, when Kobe died, he was elevated as the highest honor. Nobody wants to remember what happened way back when. It happened, but he also turned. You get what I'm saying?
fulfillment yeah. and everything was right there for him, you know. Mm-hmm. And so many, you know. Um, yeah. Oh my God. I mean, every, I mean, if, if you dissect every human individual life, there's something there that you don't want people, excuse me, to know or to have an inside of you on because you want them to know you for the good. But what makes you good sometimes are some things in you that needed to that's the truth, right? And for you to embrace to continue to be good. So I, I'm looking at the question that you asked. Why have you stayed? You've asked that. Why are you staying? Um, yeah, I didn't feel released to go. Right. Not from God. Right. What steps did you take to heal? I think it was from the therapy. Yes, therapy counseling and just very real conversation. Answer me. I don't want to hear from anyone else. This is me and you. We're talking. You and I are here. No one else is here. I'm, you're six three. I'm five five and a half. I can't beat you. You know what I'm saying? Even when I try. Uh, so you know. So let's have a real conversation. And even still now, the conversation is always: Is this what God wants for us? Is this what you know? What God wants for our children? Is this what God wants for us as individuals? Where we we still go through and talk through because that's real. You fall in and out of love. You evolve. I'm not married to the John I married in 2010. Yeah. He's not married to the Adam that he met in 2009. We are different people, and with each situation, whether good or bad, or each elevation or each emotion or contraction or expansion, there are different sides of you that will be triggered. I didn't know it inside of me. Some of the things that I said, I didn't even think I was capable of saying. Yeah. You know, I was actually on coffee, um, and I heard you, you know, with me, you, John, and someone else, and I heard you being 100% dope
black body in order to do what master needed to be done. And I, I can't help but say it that way. Am, am I saying, am I choosing sides or not? No, I think that people think that he was giving keys to a paid off.
to the emergency room and he said, I'm going to go and I'm going to stay myself. And, you know, I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure everything is okay. So the next call I got from him, he was like, admitting me um, to ICU. And I heard his voice, you know, it was more tired. I was like, well, what is going on? I, I just didn't understand what was happening. And when I got there, like, they had him completely still. This three-and-a-half-inch clock was trying to suffocate, you know, his lungs. So it was laying in a very critical place. It had some in his legs. And they were saying if anything broke away from the leg and met this one, it was going to be an instant cardiac arrest. And they probably wouldn't be able to bring him back because of the position of it. It wasn't just a regular pulmonary embolism. It was a saddle which means that it was riding the base of, of his diaphragm trying to choke out his oxygen. So every time he would move or he would take the stairs or he would pull something, that pain was going through his back, coming around. And it was just, it was so much in the other scary part of that I knew exactly what they were saying. Because yeah. you know, I was like, respiratory, that's a heart and lungs, that's my thing. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, it was scary. I got back there, I looked at him, and he was like, if by chance this is it, I was like, no. <laughs> it ain't. You know, I got, I didn't care, I, I, you know, calling friends, family for prayer. And it was when he released me, he was like, hey, I, just, I pray for a lot of people in my life. I've been to a lot of conferences. He was the one that asked me to post to ask for prayer. And that went viral. I, I was asking for prayer because they were like, hey, this this is rough. And they were trying to figure out, you know, you do the clock busters and then do we do, you know, what do we do next? What do we do? Because if we go in wrong and we suck and we do something and it moves and this one, like, everything was critical. Everything was critical. So how would you feel? Helpless. I was out of my body, also trying to make sure the kids were okay. And let me tell you something about a friend. Even if they are, you know, new, like in the last two, three years. Let me tell you something about Yandy Smith. She got my babies, and she took them. They were in the pool. They were doing X, Y, and Z. She was like, Al, I know you got that. She said, I want them, please. Give them to me. Let me have them. And you, y'all, you focus there with your husband. And I felt immediate peace about it. And I mean, I'm forever indebted to her because she was saying, she said, I didn't want to tell you until it was over. She was like, your son, you know, he'll be having fun. And then he would be like, oh, is my daddy okay? Because they knew he was in the hospital. I'm not lying. They didn't know what. But they knew that it was keeping us away, keeping us away from them. I didn't want them worried, and then they couldn't come to even anyway, of course. Our hospital in Boston before he got transported to here, to Atlanta, to Gwinnett, Northside Gwinnett. I think that's the name of it. Northside, that's not in Gwinnett, Gwinnett, Northside Hospital. So there's there's one in Gwinnett, though. I'm drawing a blank, but he was at that one. Daddy is here, now he's not here. 
So they did go in, you know, they, you know, they, they, you know, we're, we're trusting God and they're going to be home soon. So that's what they do. Um, but it was so hard for me. But I also, that was another life shifting turning point. I was like, all right, God, me and you. Me and you. I said, I know what people believe about my husband, not that I care. I don't righteously give a what people think at this point. He's not done. Yeah. There's work to be done. His voice is still needed in this earth, and it's the healed voice, the one that can tell where he missed it and the one that can still prophesy and get people's souls snatched from the pits of hell. He still has work to do. I'm trying to agree with you on this. I don't feel it. Like, what is it? Because they're saying he's out of here. Any moment, it can happen. I had shaved his head, had it, like, help him go through the back. Like, I was doing all of that. And while people are like, oh, you know, oh, this is out. This is, I'm like, well, this is what, this is what you see instead of a wife just saying about my husband. Because that's what I was supposed to do. I know he would have done it for me. And so, them trying to, even doctors, the cardiologists, pulmonologists, them meeting, trying to talk about what was next for him. He's a big man. He said it's hard to scan him already, all that. He's long, he's big. And then there's, there's like this one who's like, we got to do this. And another one's like, well, before we do that, we got to look at this because there are other, you know, he's been vocal about diabetes. He's been vocal about, you know, uh, a disc in his back and like all of these different things. You know, case studies show different things that will work on an individual, but what they do for you may not be what they will do for me, and what they do for me may not be what they do for the next person. So he was a case all on his own that's still being studied right now. Um, that clot, three and a half inches. Um, the way it was laying, it was it was supposed to get him the moment he breathed in and out. So he had that one sharp pain in July seventh, and that's what the doctor said that that was that was the enemy's chance then to get him. And since they didn't get him, they can't stop him. So that's where we are. So when we talk about Atlanta, that flying back and forth and all of that at low altitudes, I'm pretty sure had a lot to do with it. So we have been reimagining what that looks like, probably on a different day, instead of trying to do both in the same thing. So yeah, didn't you? Lose or gain friends through. But we have discussed all of the three situations with the other women in the conversation. We discussed this long court battle and then the sickness. You went through everything last one of those. And you're sitting here tonight. Yeah. That is amazing. So did you gain or lose any friends? I believe the people who were surfaced. The ones who were um, champion as when all is well, um, probably so. Um, but I did. I have so many people in my inbox, so many women who want their families and who have noticed certain things. Like uh, I think my husband needs to be seen, the X, Y, and Z, and all of that. I'm not telling you what to do with your marriage. I'm telling you what I did with mine because it's mine. So uh, what I can encourage you, don't be a pushover. If you feel bad telling you to leave, then by all means you do that. If he tells me to leave tonight, I'm going. <laughs> it's God. 
in me, not the master yeah. in my relationship. And so my strength, it says that um, our strength, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. So in the time when I was weak, his strength rose up in me. His strength made me be a venture, not me. So I feel like I was like, obviously there's still work to be done. He he follows the guidelines. He you also know that when you make a, a conscious decision to turn and to work on yourself, yeah, so the enemy on the enemy's playground. Had been keeping him hostage, he's finally free. It ain't nothing you can, you can make him shameful with. I was, you know, I wish they said that young um, He said something from his past he has not shared publicly. And I hope one day he does because that is going to free a whole lot of people and it's going to make us understand a lot of things. Let's talk about where you are now because. I was saying that I could go back a little bit, though. I said, well, Africa need to leave and start a church. I said, the whole church is going to go. It's going to go where? You know? Yeah, Don't, I don't want to, I don't care about your judgment. 
actual pain. I want to see my husband on the other side of wholeness, whether I'm here or not. I want to, I want it, bro. And, and I think that people get lost in the when you think somebody should do X, Y, and Z. Well, I think a lot of people should do a lot of things, but I don't have the authority to speak on that. But what I will give you is my truth. I'm not dealing with sex. I'm not dealing with you talking to people on the phone, you know, anymore. But what we are dealing with is healing. Healing in the way God wants it. Again, whether it's together or whether it's apart. Not just your friendship. Because you have friends who are together. Yeah. So your foundation is friendship. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you have to you have to be friends. And people, oh, why are you still with him? Why are you still with your husband? Ain't he been here? Uh, like, maybe uh, 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 sleep with your best friend. Like, uh, but you but you want to talk about? Oh, well, y'all are pastors. No, we're people. Mm-hmm. We're people. Well, you know, I'm glad you left because I, I had to I had to go. Mm-hmm. And there was a time that you have to separate. Yeah. And I left. Me and my children got left. We were out of there. I had a lot of peace. But I also was asking God, what do I do? Aside from you, anybody else know what they felt, what they thought, any other, there's a blogger, I can't remember her name, she said, in a world full of Adams and Gray, be a Cardi B. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. Because Cardi yeah. filed for divorce. Right. She also recanted. So can I get a new article? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, yeah. Don't play with it. Let's be real. She forgave whatever that was. Right. And she told her family. Her decision. Yeah, exactly. Her decision. 100%. Yeah, I'm not. put his hand on you. And he has actually broke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> 